Ask the Podcast Coach for May 1st, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from theaverageguy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy May Day, which, like, last year at this time, we were begging for May (laughs) to get here. (laughs) Remember, it was like, uh, like April was the longest month of our life, and and I, I don't know what happened to April. I hope every all our listeners had a great April, and just remember, before you know it, your 2021 taxes are going to be due. So make sure you're yeah. right. I mean, it's going so fast. Yeah, so fast. Yeah, we've got a uh, a, a private Q and A today for uh, you know our patrons as well as members of the School of Podcasting. And here I was thinking, like, you know what? As soon as the show is over. I got to jump on my taxes and I'm like, no, you're not. You're doing an open Q and a, so I know I got to get my taxes done this weekend too. And somehow we coordinated again. Listen, yeah. we don't, <laughs> we don't do this on purpose. I swear to God, but I got in this morning. I'm like, Oh, we're all blue. And actually your shirt's purple. And so is mine, but they look blue in the camera. Yeah, Cause so. everything's all blue, but uh, yeah. You well, know what's what? not blue. That's right. Is yeah, that a little coffee? That awesome coffee mug from uh, Glenn, the geek Hebert. Over at Horse Radio Network, but uh, you know what goes good with coffee? A great brand. You know, you're just like not brand like in cereal, a brand duh. And uh, if you need to work on your brand, well, then you got to go over to podcastbranding.co, where our buddy Mark will take care of you. And if you're like, what's a brand? He will actually go over your website, your podcast, everything, and do an audit. And then he might say, hey, you know what? I can make new artwork for you. He'll do that. And maybe he goes, ah, I think you just need a logo. Or maybe you need a whole website. The beauty of it is it's a one-stop shop for all things making you look professional. And uh, the other beauty of it is Mark's a podcaster. Come on. How, you have no idea how cool that is when you don't have to explain to somebody what a podcast is for your graphic artist person. So check him out. You can find him at podcastbranding.co. It's the place to go if you need branding stuff. <laughs> branding stuff? <laughs> As I run over to start the clubhouse room. Slurping a hot coffee, not advisable on the first thing on a Saturday morning. That coffee <laughs> is hot. hot. And did we talk? I'm trying to remember. Were the subscription things out last week? Now, I don't think the Anchor announcement had been made. Yeah. We, we talked a lot about the Apple one, but I don't think Anchor had been made yet. Yeah, the Anchor one is kind of funny because it it was it just me or does it reek of me too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like, Especially well, with the timing. Yeah. You know, I, I, they've been thinking about it. I think Apple probably forced their hand like, oh, okay, we got to get this thing out with everybody talking about it. Don't you think? Well, yeah. And it's like, and, and we're not going to take any fees. And then you're like, Oh, that sounds interesting. Then they go, Oh, and by the way, when your audience subscribes, they can't do it on their phone, either Apple or Android. They have to go to a website and all of a sudden you're like, this is not sounding good. It it wasn't ready. It wasn't ready. In other words, they, they wanted it to be ready, but it wasn't, but they felt like they'd get left behind if they didn't. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, interesting. And then last night, I was on the podcasters roundtable, and you know we were talking about the fact that uh, 
you know, I don't, I don't think we mentioned it last week, but the interesting thing, we're like, hey, yay, Apple on, you know, keeping everybody's privacy. But then you're like, what if I want to leave? Like, how do I then tell my audience I don't have their email address? You'd have to put out a podcast that says, hey, if you don't mind, I'm now using Supercast or I'm using Glow or many of the other ones. I'm using Substack. So you, you kind of don't have those. But Paul Culligan always has a solution. He goes, what you do is you, if you're using Apple for, you know, some sort of subscription, just make your first episode say, Hey, I have a free gift for you. And then you send them over to a website where you get their name and email address. And I was like, you don't get, if they subscribe, they don't at that level, you don't get name, email, like Patreon. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah. That's when I was like, really? Yeah. And I was like, so that really is the case where you're the product. Like if, if it's, Man, that's I, not ready, that's not ready for prime time. I mean, I can't imagine having a paid customer and not knowing who it is. Yeah. It's, it's all in the name wow. of, of, privacy. I didn't realize that that's kind of, that's all right. I, you know, I'd stick if it were me and I had a choice, like if I'm between Patreon or Apple, I, I think be, just for that reason, I'm going to stick with Patreon. I mean, I just don't know why I would. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm still thinking. You know, supercast, glow.fm. Yeah, those like, will work too. Those will work too. I get all the information too. and I get stats, and it's yeah. not yeah. that much harder. It is one click. You know, they have to click and pick what app they have. But uh, yeah, I thought that was um, was interesting. And the one thing, uh, Brian Barletta, do you have you ever heard of Sounds Profitable? No, I have not. Sounds Profitable is uh, where James Cridlin does pod news he also does Podland. if you're not listening to Podland, that's a cool podcast it's kind of the extended dance version of pod news uh but brian barletta does a thing called sounds profitable and he is just looking at monetization and monetization technology he actually worked for uh megaphone i think or one of those big companies for a while and uh so he we're all kind of looking at that and um I've totally forgot why I brought this up. Oh, uh, well, Daniel has a quote here while I think about it because I had to go into my brain to remember megaphone. No, and I, was, I hate when uh, that happens. Uh, <laughs> Daniel says, but you could in your subscriber exclusive episode mention something like register your membership. Yeah, yeah. no, there's there's ways around this. And, and listen, while you're thinking of that, too, yeah. there could be. I'm more of a multi-method model kind of guy. In yeah. other words, like I'm not going to put all my eggs in the apple basket. I would have that. I might even have them um, the ability to. I like. I might take it over to to Anchor and and Spotify and say, "You have an option over here." I had a, a listener contact me about Supercast, and he was like, "You should try Supercast." Like, I really like that model, and so I I did the account just for him. Right. And yes, it's a lot of things to maintain and monitor. And you have you yourself have to determine is it worth it to be able to go these places. But I'm a big fan of meeting my customer where they're at and not forcing them into some kind of model. No, sorry, you can't, you know, at, at Gallup, we have face, we have multiple Facebook groups. They can contact via email and a contact form. We got a chat bot, you know, there's a bunch of different ways you can do it. So Dave, I think the onus of responsibility is on the podcaster to make sure the listener has the way they want to do it. Do not it. A, not everybody thinks that well, way. And, and I finally remember my point. What Brian yeah. was saying, the thing he likes about all of this is it's getting people in the habit of paying for a podcast if they yeah. want to. And yeah. he, right. he was right. saying, and I need to check the terms, he was thinking of basically putting out the exact same thing. It's like, here's the free version of the podcast. If you'd like to support the show, you can go over here 
and he was going to do something like a dollar ninety nine or ninety nine cents a month, and that I was kind of like, eh, I don't mm. know about that. But he said that way, uh, if you want to support the show, here it is, two bucks a month, and it's the exact same show. And I was like, that's an interesting idea. It was just a way of like, hey, if you like the show and you want to support it, and I was like, huh. But I do like I I do kind of like the idea of the fact that, uh, in the same way hopefully we can kind of do the opposite of what happened to music. It used to be music was something you paid for and you had to save your allowance to get that album. And now it's like music is like water. You just turn it on and you don't even think that you're, you know, it's, it's, well, it is and it isn't. I mean, the ones who are making money off of it, i.e. Taylor Swift, right. I mean, if there are, are, have figured out it's, there's still money. There's still big money in music. They just have gone up from it being necessary. Although that's not totally true, Dave. I mean, Taylor has is re-recording her older albums. Yeah, that and they're called Taylor's versions. And the it debuted um, Fearless yeah. debuted at number one. Like yeah. this is an album that was out what ten years ago, fifteen years ago, whatever. It's exact same music. I mean, she has figured out because she has this. She is so good, and I think this relates to podcasting and that she is so good with her audience. Like mm-hmm. she is the perfect musician. She's a fan favorite and she just does whether you, you know, regardless of how you feel about her music or uh, whatever. And the fact that every, every song is a breakup song, you, you know, <laughs> you, I, I can't say it too mild. My daughter loves her and will 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 come down and slap me, but right. She's really good with her audience. She does things yeah. that are good for them that well, they really enjoy. Have I ever told you the Eric K Johnson Taylor Swift story, because uh, yes, yeah, yeah, he, with his daughter, yeah, and and mm-hmm. somehow Eric works for uh, iHeart, and he's done a lot of you know uh, backstage meet and greets, and he said mm-hmm. he took his daughter, so he's like dad of the year, and somehow, I don't know how they got her information, but they ended up sending them a message, and it not only was like thanks for coming to the show, but also had specifically mentioned what taylor talked to his daughter about and it was like this hyper focused personalization i was like that's amazing Uh, it was it was incredible i got to hear that story from his daughter she was in uh she she was she worked at gallup as an intern yeah for a while and so uh, super great you know um uh, glenn in the chat says uh biggest mistake i made was starting patreon at a dollar and i and i think he's right he says i should have done three or five yep because uh, changing it is um, well, he changed it. Um, but you you find that people will pick the lowest option, and if it's five and they're they're willing to do it, it's it would take five new people to replace that. So, anyways, yeah. I, I agree with that one as well. The one thing I wish Patreon would do would be to have the ability to like just slap me some money. Like, hey, if I just want to give you five bucks once. Yeah, and not have to subscribe, right. yeah. and then unsubscribe, and that whole nine yards. Yeah, I've always said anybody that will pay you a buck will pay you five, probably. Yeah. You know, it's it's probably time. I mean, inflation is up. I mean, yeah. if lumber is four thousand dollars a linear foot, <laughs> you know, we're, we're in a. We're, you probably should start with five. Yeah, he says uh, one thing I've noticed this year is new subs are averaging eight dollars a month yeah. before it was five. Yep. I've actually, we have a new subscriber, but I reached out to them and said, Hey, uh, you know, what do you want me to plug? Cause when you do become a new subscriber over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, or if you do just want to give us uh, a, a one-time donation, you can go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. And you can also sponsor Jim's mug over there, all sorts of fun stuff at 
askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. But, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, because when they were talking last night and they were saying $1.99, I go, or first they were saying $0.99, cents, and I don't have one, but I, I held up a Mountain Dew bottle. I said, this is $1.33 for one. I go, am I not worth more than a Mountain Dew for four in a month? You know, and they were like, well, they want to make it. And it's one of those things where when you start thinking, yeah, but if you make it so easy, everybody's going to sign up. And I was like, not always the case. Even no. if it's super easy and there's a subscribe button right there in Apple, I'm like. Well, and those those 99 cent ones, you get to sign up if you do, if you change any of the pricing that I mean, they're going to they're going to revolt and leave like that. They came in for budget. Right. And so. I mean, listen, you, you can do anything you want, right, yeah. in podcasting. Set it up any way you want. But I agree with all of this. And I did, too. I took away my dollar plan and just put so a $5 I, plan Yeah. Well, plus it was, like, too many choices. It was, like, 1, 5, 10, or 20. Right. And I was like, all right. right. Uh, right. Daniel from uh, the Audacity to Podcast says that Podcast Movement a couple of years ago, Patreon shared research showing that people are just as likely to pay $5 as they are to pay a dollar, and they encourage offering an upgrade promotion. That's not a bad idea. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I know, uh, again, I was listening to Podland with James and Sam, and they played a clip from uh, Pandora's, which I guess is now owned by Sirius or whatever, but they had some sort of uh, earnings call. And one of the CEOs was kind of like, because they, of course, own Stitcher, which I say, of course, that hole is a mess. When I hear mm-hmm. anybody, I'm like, wait, who owns Wait, the the what of the who? But they were kind of like a, well, we've got a subscription thing if we want to go that route. And they haven't really, you know, they, they didn't seem super thrilled about it. Um, Craig, Craig makes a good point in the chat. He says Patreon depends on the market, right? Uh, $5 is a lot of money in some yeah. countries. And that and that's, that's very valid and very true. So I think, it, Dave, you and I primarily are speaking to a U.S. Yeah. Uh, US based or, or English speaking in, in a lot of ways. I mean, that cover a lot of countries. It doesn't cover everything. But um, uh, so, Craig, that's a good it's always a good reminder. You know, we yeah. have a we have a product that we sell at Gallup flat rate across the world. And I have to remember sometimes, you know, it's twenty dollars, which isn't a lot, but that is a lot in some countries. Yeah. So it's that's the. That's the hard part of globalization is getting it right, you know, by region. Yeah. Uh, Max, uh, one of the, our awesome supporters, says Patreon shows the lowest three levels and a more button. I limited my two lowest levels, so the higher mm-hmm. levels are now shown. There you go. It's a good move. Good. That's a good point. Yeah. Good. Very good point. The other thing we should mention this week that uh, really, really needs mentioned is the absolute uh, – well, Apple just didn't seem in a giant hurry to fix Podcast Connect this week. And again, I was listening to James' show this morning, Podland. And, you know, James and, and Daniel, those two love to get into uh, the nitty gritty. And James has said, and I, I when I heard this, I, I believe I pooped my pants because I was like, I don't want to go to work on Monday, is that it used to be with Apple when you you had kind of two views of Apple. You had the... If you're on iTunes, which still does exist on a PC, you have the store view, and then on all in on the app, that's the search view, and then you have the library where you go after you have subscribed or followed a show, and so the subscribers always got it quicker than anybody in the store or the search view. There was it, at times a 24 hour delay, mm-hmm. 
And now it sounds like that, according to James, is that the thing where when you subscribe, you are now directly connected to that person's RSS feed, that that has either gone away or it's definitely going to be much slower. Hmm. And I was like, so I'm going to get 50 million tickets saying, hey, I published my show at 8 o'clock. It's 1030, and it's not an Apple podcast. What's the problem? And I'm like, because that happened, by the way, this week. In fact, I don't know that it's fixed yet. Spotify had a, I think, this is what drives me nuts. They might admit this to Libsyn or a Blueberry or whoever and say, hey, we're a little behind in processing new episodes, but they never say it publicly. And it makes total sense if you fire, if you publish something, you wait a couple hours and it's not where it was and you normally don't have this problem, the first thing you're going to think is, hey, it's my media host. So it's like this week I felt like, going to the president of Ellipson and saying, you need to send an invoice to Apple and Spotify because I supported very little Libsyn stuff this week. It was all questions about Apple and Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. I, I logged into my Gallup, uh, um, Apple account to, to yeah. submit a new podcast. <laughs> Is it fixed? Like, I mean, I couldn't, oh, it, I, I had trouble getting in. It, I had trouble. I mean, it took me eight days and it's really, what was interesting was watching i finally said oh i i had a client and i said hey can you share your screen i want to see what this looks like and so she she went through and it said do you want to start a new show with an rss feed or do you want to start a new show and her knee-jerk reaction was i want to start a new show and i go no no you're you're using your feed from your media host and so she then chose that but it was interesting seeing that she was going to choose the wrong one because mm-hmm. the the one mm-hmm. without the RSS feed the RSS feed is the one that um, you know is is yeah. going to be the one you sell. Daniel says he can confirm that Apple Podcast users are no longer subscribed directly. That is sad. That is a bad move, kids. Uh, this raises so subscribe directly means now you got they've got you got to come back the the podcast app is coming back to Apple before it it gives the feed. Is that what that means? Well, it's it used to be. You would subscribe and right. like my, the feed for this one is I think ask the podcast coach dot dot com slash RSS. Mm-hmm. And, and that typically is updated when you would publish your actual episode is probably there within 20 minutes. Right. So if you go into your, your, you know, Apple podcast and you kind of do the swipe down and you tell right. it to refresh, there's your episode. That's great. Um, where it might not show up in the actual store view for hours, you know, Right. And like I had a guy, and the other thing they did, and I just was like, Apple, what are you doing? You is they took away the option in Podcast Connect to refresh your feed because I had a guy yesterday. He had uh, two days ago. He put out an episode. It's not in Apple Podcast in the search view in the store view, but I subscribed to a show because I still have Apple iTunes on my PC. It was there because iTunes connects you directly to their feed so now we're waiting for kind of like the public view of apple is going to be the only view you get and that's always way behind so for these paid subscriptions now if you follow does it is the follow the old methodology where you get the no that's that's what they're saying is the same thing for both yeah when you follow it's like you're uh, so yeah and daniel says we we have yet to see what really happens if you're subscribed to a show that get gets removed from the apple podcast catalog oh yeah that's it because see here's the fun thing 
is if you, let's say you subscribe to Alex Jones, cause he's an easy person to talk about. That's a guy that got removed cause he was saying things that people deemed um, silly and stupid. So, but if you subscribed in the old version, I was subscribed to his feed. So now you pull him out of pod, you know, Apple podcast doesn't matter. I'm connected directly to Alex with this new thing. If you get removed from Apple podcast, now you've got, you know, now I've got to manually go back and subscribe to Alex. Mm-hmm. So that could be kind of uh, sticky, but uh, it'll be interesting. And uh, Daniel says the speed's probably going to improve as Apple works out their transition issues. Yeah. It, it's just one of those where you kind of go, did you not run a simulation on this? Did you not, was this not in beta somewhere? <laughs> so it's a bunch of interns, the uh, building this. Uh, the rumor has it that they the database they're using for this is built off the blockchain and they're using Dogecoin for it. So you know you never know. Why you know. <laughs> well, so valuable? But no. they've had uh, Overcast has switched. They've now uh, where a lot of companies were using the back end of Apple to you know build their database. So when people did a search in their app, and uh, Marco over at Overcast is now using the podcast index, the Adam Curry podcasting oh. 2.0 thing. So how do I submit over? Do I have to submit over there uh, or how does that get pulled in, in? theory? If you were in Apple, uh, my, I, I would be pretty sure I, you're, you're there. I, I just launched an, or I'm just launching a new podcast at work. Do I need to make sure that's somewhere other than Apple? Yeah. And I'm, I have yet to go over there to submit okay. a new show, sure. but I know, I know you can do it. I think if you submit your show to blueberry, blueberry will submit it to the podcast index. Okay. okay. Something like that. So. It's a, listen. I, launching a you know we launched a new podcast in French this week and and it's been you know I got one episode. It's been out for a couple of weeks, but I'm starting to catch up with all the and there's a million places to submit this stuff to now, like the distribution worst Spreaker customers. So the distribution uh, dashboard that they have, I think, is up to like twelve or maybe thirteen where they will they will submit it for you. I don't do like I, I submit it to Apple. I submit it to Spotify. The rest of them, I don't really care about. So I, I just let them submit them because it's so one click super fast to get it in there. Right. But, but now you're, you know, you're mentioning all these things I'm like, Oh yeah, I probably should be making sure it's submitted over a blueberry and Oh yeah, I should probably. So it, it, it reminds me, I probably should update my list. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's Ghana. There's the one you can kind of skip. It, at least, and this is just my opinion, is Radio Public. Radio sure. Public was recently purchased by Acast, and they've gone radio silent. So Radio Public is the new Google Play Music. There, It's like it's there, but it's not really there. And it, my guess would be it's not coming back. Mm. Uh, and then I just, again. <laughs> That's a big launch when they launched that at Podcast Movement a yeah, couple years ago. Yeah. And, uh, mm. I, again, listening to, to James on Podland, he said that probably – so that's a big probably there. The reason that ACAST bought Radio Public was for some guy that's the vice president. Who it's uh, one of those where it's like, ah, oh. and that would explain why they're not doing anything with the technology. The website's still there, but uh, buying companies for people is always a little sketchy because you buy them, you pay them, they find something else to do. <laughs> And I mean, I guess contractually they could be obligated or whatever, but that is true. Like if you get bought and you're like, okay, but I don't like my new boss. I want to quit. Well, you can't. I'm like, I don't think that's, I'm sure they work all that out when they're, you know, when they're considering when they're negotiating, but I've never seen an acquisition where the people actually stay around for the most, eh, maybe one or two, but, but it usually, you know, you buy it. They, I always hear them. Yeah. They bought it for the talent. 
And that doesn't always, you know, that doesn't always work as well when you do that. Cause people are like, eh, this was okay. They take their payday and then they move on. Yeah. You know? Well, that, and they, they liked being on a small startup because small startups can, can make a decision Economy. and start working on it yeah. later and that whole nine yards. And now I'm working for, you know, something the size of the Titanic and you go to turn and you're like, yeah, we, we don't turn on a dime anymore. It's got to go. Through no, a we don't do it that way. Yeah. It's we, not done it's that gotta way. It's got to go through legal first. And you're like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, that's always kind of, uh, kind of different when you, you go from, uh, some, some of the bigger organizations are learning that like, leave them alone. Like Microsoft bought LinkedIn and then just left it alone. Yeah. And they, LinkedIn has grown tremendously. I mean, that, that is to watch what they've done in the last five years is pretty amazing. So I think there's some lessons in that too, of, you know, in acquisitions, you know, I know you've got, sometimes you got to consolidate, but um, yeah, I think there's some lessons there. Well, that's where same thing in music. A lot of times the best music that has come out is where I just, I watched a YouTube documentary and it was uh uh, a musician and they brought in this AR guy who was like, Oh no, no, you need to write music like this and that. And and she just went to the record head and said, look, I appreciate that you guys have given me a contract, but this guy's like wanting to make me do everything completely different. And the, the head of the record label is like, We're, let's get her a new person to work with. And that person just kind of said, okay, show me what you got. And I will put some icing on the cake. And you know, I, I can't remember her name, but it was, uh, one of those things where you're like, yeah, let them do what you want. But, uh, you know, people that I like, I just let them do what they want, especially when it comes to giving me money. Yeah. It's, it's these awesome people, the uh, the Ask the Podcast Coach awesome supporters. And we are talking, well, first of all, we have uh, the teacher's pet. That is James over at the Dog Podcast Network. Uh, I almost want to get a dog so I can then, you know, walk it around the block and listen to uh, Dog Edition where they have all sorts of great stories uh, about dogs that happen to also have a podcast. And if you want to win some money, they've got a contest going on over there where you can win $5,000. That would be nice. That's uh, that's 25% of a garage. Yeah, that, that, that'd work. I'd, I'd, I've even considered uh, asking my neighbors if I can walk their dog. I'm like, hey, if I, if I bought a leash and, uh, and at a certain time I came by, could I walk your dog? Because I don't want one. Like, they're, they're a pain. They're dirty. They're, you know what? You got to clean up after them. Right. But I, I'd love to have a dog on my walk. So, I don't know. That way I could listen to Dog Initiative. That'd there, be a great way to listen to there it. There you go. And uh, we always thank our awesome $20 a month supporters. Uh, we just heard from them earlier, Max Trescott over at AviationNewsTalk.com. So if you're a pilot, you definitely want to check out AviationNewsTalk.com. Uh, Greg, over at the Indie Drop-In Network, if you've got a true crime show, a comedy show, or some sort of scary story, uh, he's got an audience that's looking for your kind of stuff. You can find him at IndieDropIn.com. Uh, Shane over at spybrary.com. I've been following Shane. He has been running, I think it's an hour a day and he's going to do it 90 days in a row and he is just crushing it. And, uh, I don't know. I think if I tried to run for an hour, I'd get about 10 minutes in and go, yeah, that's enough. Enough of that. <laughs> I used to do that. It is. It's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, the geek Hebert over at horse radio network.com. If you like horses, well, then you'll like Glenn. Cause he's got about, I don't know, 37, 50, 500 shows, something like that over at uh, horse radio network.com. A very entertaining guy. He was out 
riding his bike this morning in Florida. I saw that on his Facebook. Uh, Ed Sullivan over at SonicCupcake.com. We might be talking about uh, Dave and the guys up in Boston here in a second, but uh, that's where Ed is. If you need an editor, check him out at SonicCupcake.com. Felix over at the Latin Podcast Awards, which has been around since 2017. So if you're looking for um, Latin podcasts, check him out at LatinPodcastAwards.com. Greg over at DebtShepherd.com. Jim mentioned uh, tax season. Hey, it's fun for the whole family. If you need some help, uh, just any kind of financial wellness, that's what uh, Greg teaches over at DebtShepherd.com. Kim over at Toastmasters101.net. If you're a podcaster, which my guess is you are, and you want to develop your voice or reduce your editing time or improve your content, check it out at Toastmasters101.net. Uh, Michael Delaney over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where podcasting and hard work are made fun. I believe Michael is in the chat room as well. Check him out, babymountainradio.com. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. But if you're like we mentioned earlier, if you just want to like donate to the show or if you want to sponsor Jim's mug, you can go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. And that's where uh, you can do that kind of stuff, including buy my book, and uh, thanks to all of our awesome supporters for, well, supporting the show. And that's where uh, that's why I do the whole askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, because if later I want to move to a different platform, I'm not going davejackson.com slash, or I'm sorry, patreon.com slash davejackson. I'm going to ask them. That way I can switch it. Because when I, right before Patreon, there was, Google had a thing called, um, I want to say Joyride, but that's not it, Jaywalk. They had a, there was a jaywalk before Patreon and Google bought them probably for the people and shut it down. So had I been telling people, oh yeah, just go to jaywalk dot whatever AI slash Dave, whatever. Yeah. So that's when I was like, I'm going to start making a generic link so that in the event, right. Either a, something goes out of business or B, uh, you change it. Uh, I'm able to, uh, to do that. And, uh, no. My neighbor is mowing the lawn. God bless the no. No- God bless the noise gate on the roadcaster. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. You can't hear it. You. It's funny. You hear way more than you yeah. think everybody else hears. Yeah. Right. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. Oh, I hear it now. Yeah, <laughs> now, yeah. Now, now that I'm talking. Yeah, oh, that's okay. It's one of the things where it's like it's so loud. I I can almost feel it in my chair. I was like, oh, great, wonderful. He must be close. I I listened to a YouTuber who has a train that lives by a train, you know, uh, crossing, and you know, you hear, wah, wah, and he said he and he just embraces it. He's like, hey, the train's here, and it's become a part of his. It's kind of become a part of his shtick, you know, part of what he does. In every video, there's a, you know, there's a train announcement as the train's coming through. So he doesn't try to hide it. He doesn't try to, he doesn't get frustrated with it. He just goes, well, train's here. And uh, it's a sign of spring, Dave. That he, you know, you, I went out this morning. I made coffee, sit on the deck for a few minutes before we started the show. And my, all my neighbors are out mowing their lawn this morning. I've, I've, because of the show and then post-production, I, I won't get to it till about 1 o'clock today. So I'm, I'm the late neighbor. They're all sipping their lemonades. And uh, enjoying the enjoying the day by the time I get out there, but it's a sign of spring, so just yeah. embrace it. Well, I mean, back in the day, I had a cat that would just <laughs> interrupt all the oh, time, yeah. and I eventually was just like, "All right." And Bernie likes that microphone as well, and you know, he became a a staple. <laughs> I miss Bernie. I miss. Bernie. I do. I uh, I did a thing. Uh, 
Amazon, if you have an Amazon show or a Fire TV, you can now upload photos to Amazon, and it'll make it your screensaver on all your Amazon devices. And um, so there was a picture I have uh, where it's me in a winter coat and a, a hat, and then I had Bernie stuffed in my coat. See if this, this little cat head sticking out of it. Uh, but one thing I, I, besides telling people that, hey, might take longer for your podcast update in different apps. If you haven't been contacted by verbal, have you been contacted by verbal yet, Jim? I, I don't think so. It usually, usually starts off with Jim, you rock. Cause I've gotten like three different emails and they're it's the exact same email for different podcasts. And this is a, a website where they've made a channel for you. Yeah. And I know I still don't quite understand what it is. It looks oh, like, a, I think, no, I think I didn't remember seeing this. I kind of ignored it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, my point. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's like there it's, it's interesting that they tell you how great your show is, but they don't say why that's always a big one when they, they scraped an API to do this. Didn't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's another one. You kind of go a podcasters talk to each other. So when you're like, Hey man, I got this great deal this morning. Really? Yeah. There's some company and they like, they say they really like my show and they want to promote it, but and then your all your friends go, yeah, I got the exact same thing, and you're like, oh, and then all of a sudden you don't feel quite so special. <laughs> so that's if you got that, you know, that's that's always kind of fun. And then uh, Coach Dave in the chat room says uh, the Roadcaster Pro saved my butt two days ago. I was guest on a show uh, with the CEO of a software company, and after a uh, delay, I got a long apology email on how OBS didn't capture my voice. I asked, why don't I send you my copy? There you go. Yeah, if if you're doing any kind of interview, either as a guest or a host, always I always record it, uh, and I've had that happen where somebody will, will do the call of shame. They're like, I'm so sorry, but we didn't get your, your voice. And you're like, that's all right. I got a copy right here. So always have at least two things going on. That's a good – it's a good reminder when you're the guest. Like I think about that when I'm the host of backing, of having, you know, backing stuff up or having a couple different ways. But I've been doing a few more interviews over the last couple of weeks. For me, it goes in spurts. Does that, do you find that happens for, that you get a bunch of interview requests and then it's quiet for a little while and you get a bunch of interview requests? It's almost like some influencing podcaster said, the way to grow your podcast is right. to, right? And then all of a sudden you get a, you get a ton. Does that happen? Does that happen to you? Because that's how it happens to me. Or is it pretty steady for you? Um, That's a good question. I would say... Yeah, it's 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 fairly steady for me. But the thing is, what's steady is the fact that I get pitched either to be to have somebody on a show or to be on their show. Yeah. The the pitching to have somebody on my show is is never ending. It's, oh yeah, yeah. Just, well, that's spam though. Yeah. That's spam, right? We I, I get that all the time. Yeah. Hey, I want to have somebody on your show. Can I put? I'm a virtual, uh, you know, I'm assistant for so and so. Can we put them on your show? Whatever. And I just, I ignore most of that, but I, I get these, for me, I get these spiky yeah. kind of moments and it's a good reminder. Like I just did one the other day and I'm like, Ooh, I didn't need to, she did a great job, but, um, I was like, Ooh, I probably should have a backup copy of that just in case it's a good idea. When you get interviewed, do you, cause when I do interviews, you always have that voice in your head. That's like, Ooh, I need to remember that. I got to ask a follow-up as you're trying to listen. There's oh. all sorts of <laughs> thing going on. Do you have that when you, when you're the guest as well? Yeah. So yeah. And I ask, sometimes I ask the host questions. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll be talking about something. And you're like, I don't know. What do you think about that? And that's not why they had you on, right. but it's, it's so ingrained in what I do. I want to hear their opinion. Yeah. I'm always like, I'll get done with an answer and I'll, 
my the voice in my head will scream like that was too long get to the point or yeah. like did yeah. you really answer the question and but I'm, I'm coaching myself as i'm talking on an interview well, well we spend so much time thinking about and and coaching on good interviews right. yeah you're right you get you get i listen even on this even on this program here on ask the podcast right. coach i'll be talking and i'm looking at you and I, I could see your facial reaction. I'm like, I need to stop. <laughs> like, okay, let's wrap it. <laughs> so it's that feedback, right? That that, that we get. Um, I don't feel like I've been talking a long time, but you don't. That's not the nature of the way that works. Yeah. You know, you 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 feel like, man, I just started talking, but no, you've probably been going a while. So yes, I I, I catch that on this show all the time. I, I always enjoy. When somebody will, like I was just on Talk About Talk. I don't know when she's going to publish that, but this is Dr. Andrea, and she's all about communication. And that was her whole thing was like, what have you learned from podcasting about communicating and what's a good way to communicate via a podcast and things like that? So it wasn't quite the same simple what's the best microphone kind of interview that I do a lot. So that was kind of fun to to approach that from a, a, a different uh I don't know, it's still talking podcasting, but a different angle, I guess. So um, I did see a question that um, I found. I don't want to say I found it funny, but it did make me giggle. Um, and this was in, uh, I think, the Podcast Movement Facebook group. Because I always kind of go out and look to see if there's you know, any kind of uh, question that we might want to answer. But I just thought this was fun. Uh, I've recently just started a podcast and I'm looking to begin reaching out for ad sponsorships for, uh, to feature in my episodes. Uh, I have a little following and Jim, what do you think a little following is these days? Oh, I don't know. A hundred maybe. Yeah. Uh, she has 12 listeners. So when she says a little following, at least she's being honest and I'm not sure how to approach companies to ask to advertise on my episodes for a small amount of money. And so I, I kind of always say step one of monetization is growing your audience. And by that, I don't mean 12. We're, we're talking. And I, yeah, you, could always, sell into, you could sell. I know there's an exception. You can yeah. sell into 12, though, if they're really engaged. Right. You know, I, I just did you know, last week on a show. I did a brand new affiliate sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And, and immediately I had somebody contact me and say, OK, I'm in. You know, and, and this is one of our regular engaged, I talk to them all the time. So if those 12 are, and I'm, by the way, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying you you can have 12 if they're highly engaged, you you could pitch something to them. Well, and if it fits. So it sounds like in your case, you found something that. Oh no, right on, right on fit, fit right away. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, cause I, I talked to a guy a couple weeks ago that does a show for dog walkers. And I told him, I said, you need to talk to James over at the podcast dog podcast mm-hmm. network. Yeah, yeah. But that guy got a sponsor because he found some, actually the sponsor contacted him and said, Hey, you're, he, he's not a, well, I guess a dog walker, pet sitter, whatever the official term was. And these people had a software as a service kind of company made for people that are pet sitting. And they're like, we want to sponsor your show. And I was like, and he's nowhere near the, you know, thousands of downloads that you need to uh, where you normally get a sponsor. So if you have a, a hyper niche show, then by all means, you know, you can always find something that's going to fit. So or, or a hyper engaged show. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't even it doesn't, you know, Home Gadget Geeks is not a, not a hyper niche. I mean, it is it's pretty broad. We talk about everything from 
Teslas to Bitcoin, which are kind of the same thing now. And um, uh, because they're, they get mixed up in the news all the time to right. home automation, to mowing your lawn, to right, all those kinds of things. Oh, I should say lawn care. But I have, I have 50 really engaged listeners who contact me all the time. They're in a Discord group. They, I chat with them, you know, kind of thing. Um, so you can, you know, the, I, I think you can still be, you don't have to be hyper niche to have a hyper niche audience either. If you're, you know, it, but it, it takes cultivation. You actually need to talk to them. I, I can't, I've seen a lot of podcasters. I'm like, well, when's the last time you talked to your listeners? Oh, oh God. Like, I don't, I don't actually talk to them. Like, yeah. I'm not going to take a phone call or anything, you know? And you're like, well, you know, you might want to think about jumping on a Zoom call or something with yeah. some of them. Well, and that's what uh, Glenn does with his, mm-hmm. you know, I've, mm-hmm. I the auditors, I think is what he calls them, his patrons. And all the all the fun stuff goes to his patrons. Like any right. any right. free stuff or giveaways, it's all like, well, first things first, got to support the show. And then, uh, you know, you go that route. Uh, Coach Dave sir, says, uh, I have two sponsors, three shows in. Um they're, they were not buying my audience. They're promoting a message uh, they can't or won't put into a microphone themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can be making a commercial for them that they could share on their site, that they could, you know, it, it, it's disguised as your show. Right. Right. I think you have to be very clear about that now. Hey, speaking of that, did you see, um, and this has been happening a while, but YouTube is getting very, very mm, concerned is not the right word, but if you're doing a YouTube video and it has a sponsored ad in it and you got paid to do that, they want you to disclose it. And I know, Ooh. again, this isn't new. It's been going on for a while, but they're getting really pretty serious about this. So if you're also pushing your stuff to YouTube and you have sponsored ads in your podcast going to YouTube, you might want to spend a few minutes kind of updating yourself on all the YouTube terms and conditions because they want you to they want you to disclose this is a paid I was paid to do this video. So just a reminder, check your check your YouTube settings. So like if I were to say, um, hey, yesterday I bought a Bob and – is it Brad? Yeah, Bob and Bat, Brad um, muscle thingy. Did they pay us no. to be on? Then you're fine. That's fine. But if they paid me, I'd have to. If they paid you, you need to disclose. Yeah, yeah. and it's going to put a little – it's going to put a little banner up on the on the video now that says – Paid advertisement. Ah, yeah. Well, well technically, it, yeah. That's the old. Is, yeah, that's not new. It's the FTC. No. If you're uh-huh. in the states, uh-huh. going on. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. interesting. Uh, Jack in the chat room. Four months into our podcast, hosted by two X ACM award-winning Jack Ingram, averaged a thousand listeners. Is that per episode? Seven thousand views on YouTube. Jack has a record coming out with Miranda Lambert. Where do I look for sponsors? Advertisecast, Podcorn. Um, I, I would, in this case, I would ask Jack. Jack, what are your favorite products? Right. That's a because great Because when Jack can talk about something without a script in front of him, you know, so, uh, you know, if somebody wanted to sponsor this show, I would say, well, that would be Zoom because I talk about the PodTrack P4 all the time. And it'd be nice if they paid me for it. Now I have affiliate links for that, but... Um, which, is, which is different. Yeah. Not, not the same thing. Yeah. If it's, if it's affiliate relationship. Yeah. Dave says they might not be able to do advertising in the normal way, but they might be doing something different. A friend, the bird chick, uh, 
she wasn't big enough for ads, but she did get a sponsor for some gear, her monoscope for bird watching. There you go. Yeah, you can always, you know, you don't have to have a jump. But again, what is that hyper niche bird watching? That's that's a pretty niche show. Well, for so for Jack Ingram, I'd contact Jack's um, uh, agent yeah. and say, "Hey, what are some? D- does d- do you have any?" Um, you know, any sponsors he's working with that he has great relationships that we could slipstream in to this one uh, for a small fee. And that would be a great way to, because those brands want to continue to associate themselves with that artist or, or whatever. Um, you know, you, you see this a lot in NASCAR where NASCAR is not about racing anymore. No. I mean, it kind of is, but it's mostly about advertising and it it's just a big gigantic advertising fest. So, Music's getting this way too. Um, uh, so, um, jacking around, you might want to check in with the with their agent to see what kind of opportunities may be there. Yeah. Do you watch NASCAR? Hardly. My, no. My brother is huge, and here's what NASCAR uh, is: it is a soap opera for <laughs> what might appear to be men that because ha- it's it's a bunch of people turning left for hours, mm-hmm. and that part in my opinion, is is really not that. But what it's about is, did you know that Daryl and Billy Bob lied back then? He didn't like the way he nudged him. And yeah, Billy yeah, Bob's, and yeah. it's all about the story behind the racing. And I was like, this is just a, and I was like, well, when in doubt, go to the story. And it's all about, you know, whoa, and, and you know, little Stevie, this is his last year. You know, he's up against such and such and blah, blah, blah. And he's got 12 kids now and, and it's all about, you know, and, and this is, he wants to win this one because his dad has cancer. You know, all this all these storylines. And I was like, this has very little to do with horsepower and, you know. Ironically, Nant, uh, uh, NASCAR and Dancing with the Stars, very similar. <laughs> it is. It kind of is. Uh, or, or when you get into the later, uh, the later episodes of uh, either The Voice or uh, Idol. Right, becomes about the stories. That's what's interesting. The music itself is, you know, the one I can't get my head around, and and we're kind of tying this into podcasting a little bit. No, right? no, we're not. We're, like, just, we're just talking. About it. The masked singer. Oh yeah, I, I I will see this on YouTube where they do the big reveal, and one of them was Paul Anka. Now Paul Anka was before my time. He was probably a, a crooner in the '60s, maybe. 70s I'm, I'm sure he's got a song that i would recommend but it's kind of like it's either i freak bobby brown was one of the masked singers i'm like so it's people that like are just dying to get on tv and i kind of feel sad for them when i yeah. pull it off and it's like oh it's baby spice and i was like oh that's kind of sad that's that, the same b level like you know it's yeah. the same b players that are on dancing <laughs> with the stars, stars right yeah. they're not as athletic like, yeah because paul anka can't dance he's he's you know 70 80 something who knows but uh mm-hmm. what are we sharing here on the screen hey uh, i mentioned to you earlier you know interesting as we think about read the reutilization of content mm-hmm. and so uh back in these are so these are monthly stats for a our podcast at gallup called theme thursday and it's a uh it's a it's it's one of our most popular i should say probably the most popular podcast one two one point two million downloads so far and it's done pretty well um, if you look at the stats, we're looking at May of last year through May of this year, and you can see May through November and December uh, uh, in the early part of the graph that is there. And you know, we average, um, you know, in those in those months from last year. Now, this was a 
we had a live podcast that then got turned into an edited version that came here. So this is the edited podcast that we promoted through YouTube and had all kinds of traction and a live audience, live material. Those were the May through uh, November numbers. And they're just south of about 30K a month, uh, not individual episodes. I think we probably do a couple thousand per individual episode. Well, then in December, and this is the power of doing daily. So in the middle of December, we published, I started publishing a daily podcast that was one minute long. It was just the theme description. So I did 34 of them from December 15th to, to January 15th. And of course, the numbers spike. Now, that doesn't mean I got more popular. It just means I had more, I, I had more podcasts in the feed, right? And so we kind of discount that because we know like, okay, that was just a daily podcast. What this does talk to, what does a daily podcast do for you when, it, we, when we talk about numbers? Well, of course, you're overwhelming your feed. So you're going to see a spike. Then we go back to weekly uh, in middle of January. And you see that dip. In February, we started creating recycled content. Dave, it was literally clips from 2019 and 2020. No, 2018 and 2019 that we've put in the feed. I'm not, I'm, all I'm doing is making clips. This is content that's been released before on a weekly basis. Same frequency as is what we did last year. And we're setting records which is just crazy, right? So you can see February, uh, March, and April, and there's a slow decline. We see that every year anyways. There's a slow decline in that. But the, all three of those months beat any of the months from the end of the year last year. And and the last year's numbers were pretty good, by the way. A lot of people folks are saying, well, yeah, it was a pandemic, blah, 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 blah. Right. Last year's numbers for us were great. So, you know, I just, I, I, I say all this to say, not to brag on the numbers, but to say, if you're in it, if you're in this world and you've got a ton of content, we had six years of content that was locked up inside these 45 minute episodes. We broke them out into one, two and three minute clips. Uh, and, and the podcast has actually grown or is growing grew. However you want to phrase that through this. So, you know, if you're feeling a little tired of creating content, uh, you know, maybe look at it. This may not work for everybody, but maybe go back and look and say, can I recycle some of my stuff that maybe got missed in, uh, in previous years? You never know. No. For the shot. No. Yeah. I just, I found it super interesting. I was sharing these numbers with my boss yesterday and I was just like, uh, not that I, I want to stop doing live Matt. Cause like, I like doing live podcasts, but I just want to share with you. We are, we're continuing to keep this channel alive and well using reusing content. Yeah. So I, I think there's a good opportunity there for podcasters. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Randy Cantrell in the yellow studio down Dallas, Texas, <laughs> uh, says, what are the, some of the mistakes you see hyper local podcasters make? Are there any best practices? Well, the best practices are going to kind of be the same, which is, uh, in fact, we might talk about that in post show, record a couple episodes and then pick your schedule. Because I see people that are like, I started off, I was going to do weekly, and now I'm thinking I'm going to do bi-weekly. And I'm like, eh, yeah, kind of, not that that's a major sin, but if you can be consistent with your schedule, I don't know, I guess it would be, because I keep trying to do one, hence the AkronPodcast.com shirt I have on. And like, I don't talk about sports. And I, I maybe I could. I just, to me, I'm like, I don't, I, for me, I'm trying to cover the stuff 
that's not on TV. I'm trying to go hyper. There's a, a interesting website. I think it's called Next Door, and it's like a hyper local, like super like hyper local Facebook, where like there was an explosion. I, I guess it's not an explosion. There's a, a company about I don't know ten minutes that way, and all the one night I hear this. And I was like, and so I just went to next door and people were like, did everybody else hear that sound? Like, what is that? And this guy's like, oh, it's, it's a company. We have to let off something, something, blah, blah, blah. So it's really hyper local. So that's the thing I'm trying to give the information that they can't get anyplace else. So I'm scouring a lot of Facebook places. Uh, that's what I'm doing just because otherwise it's like a sports show trying to compete with ESPN. I'm like, eh, you know, I don't want to do, but the good news is a lot of the news on like, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS is just, it's, it's going back to ads, you know, it's like, Hey, uh, you know, Starbucks is changing the cup. Yeah. I know that's an ad. Okay. I know it's like, yes, it's a story, but I don't know, Jim, do you listen to any hyperlocal podcasts no i don't i've thought about it and i've yeah. i've even done some content like it in the past i think you have to really reset your expectations um in some ways to uh, doing hyper local is very um hmm, what's the word i'm looking for is kind of um uh, oh it's uh inside it's it's like inside baseball a lot it is right and that's actually good you know we always say you always say dave and, and what i've heard you say you know in your podcast, avoid inside baseball because not all your listeners know the jokes. But when you're hyper local, you, you they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they may. They, 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 the propensity to to know the jokes may be higher. So I think there's an opportunity there. Reset your expectations on numbers to be possibly a lot smaller. But we have a Facebook group. So Steve Sleeper, who uh, has been a longtime listener of the show, he produces a North Omaha podcast, which is a niche of a niche. Like, I mean, it's yeah. not just Omaha. It's, it's the history North. of North Omaha, right? Um, uh, he, so we have a Facebook group called Forgotten Omaha here that has, I don't know, 65, 70,000 people in it. It's a big, I mean, it's, a, it's so big that they have to lock comments because it gets super political in there, right? The kind of deal. But Steve has tried to, I think, tried to play to that audience before, and it, they're just not, it, they just don't match. Like it's, it's, I don't think it's kind of the same. You got to kind of go to a different place. So I think it's, it's more of a struggle, but I, like you said, I think you get the opportunity to tell stories that aren't told. I think that's where you need to look for those, yeah. those my, kinds of stories. My yeah. goal when I launched it was to interview a lot of local businesses and then COVID hit and they all shut down. And I was like, well, oh, okay. So I'm actually thinking yeah. of bringing this, this back. I, I need to, I need to thin the herd. I have way too many podcasts and I, I, this is one I've always kind of wanted to play with, but I also discovered that when it comes to Akron, Ohio, which is where I live, I, I don't really care that much about it. <laughs> it's like, eh. yeah. And it's like, eh, I thought this would be cool, but like, oh, look, somebody's selling. I don't know. A product Listen, there that, needs to be a motivation for you in it. Yeah. Well, like, my, that's, I think. Yeah. My goal was to like, Hey, do you know you have a podcast consultant right in right. your own backyard? And if right. it's hyper, it's like, eh, we'll see. But, uh, so yeah, I don't know if they're, if they're you know, I, I think that would be it. Try to, you know, on one hand I can see people like, Oh, well we can't compete with so-and-so. I'm like, okay, but what are they not doing? Mm -hmm. And that's to me, you know, I, everything I watch is it's a Cleveland station. And they're talking about Cleveland and every now and then they're like, Hey, that little thing down the street in Akron is doing, you know, such and such. And they're like, like I found out there's a, 
We have a, a minor league basketball team. We have a women's uh, fast pitch softball team. There's all sorts of stuff going on in Akron that I didn't know, and that's the stuff I wanted to kind of get into. And I just, you know, about the time I was getting into it, everybody got out of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I guess we'll we'll do this later, maybe or something. Like yeah, that. but uh, I did. I did a. Uh, I, I know we got a wrap here, but I did a um, a kind of a fitness local fitness where I, I you know I'd interview people famous not famous but the famous here in Omaha uh, folks for that runners or athletes or whatever and I did that for about a year and it was kind of fun and it got some pretty good hits one of the things I would do is if I was at an event I would then promote that event and post help them post their results nice. and it's amazing when you help them do that kind of stuff the next time you go they're a little more willing to let you talk to the talk to the people. So it's still about relationships, right? You still got to get in there and make relationships. If you just show up at a race or, or whatever and like, Hey, I'm a podcaster. They don't care. Right. <laughs> Who isn't care. a podcaster? These exactly. Days. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's one of the things I'm, I'm hoping to, to bring back. And the other thing I, I didn't want to cover depressing news. So, you know, and I don't know about you, but in, in good old Akron, Ohio, somebody's getting shot on a regular basis. And I yeah. was like, that gets yeah. kind of old. So I, I was just having a hard time finding the content I wanted to cover. So, but uh, at any rate, you are right. It is about that time. So, mm-hmm. Jim, what is coming up on uh, theaverageguy.tv? Yeah, Mike and I spend a little time. He's gotten hooked on this Formula One racing channel on Netflix. I don't know if you've, you've heard of that, but that they, they have a subscription you can buy and you get behind the scenes. I mean... From a podcasting standpoint, if you want to sell some behind-the-scenes access to your podcast, that may be something people are interested in. And so we spent a little bit of time talking about that. And then he kind of breaks down the latest Apple announcements. You know, they announced their iMacs. And so uh, he's got some interesting things. He's a Mac guy. He has some interesting things to say. I'll be publishing publishing that, easy for me to say, a little bit later today at TheAverageGuy.tv. Awesome. And uh, coming up on the post show, so if you're listening to this now, it sounds like we're done, but we're not. Uh, Jack asked a really good question, or actually, I guess it's uh, Matt, um, who is a podcast producer, asked the question, like, what's the best media host? So we're going to try to kind of talk about that. That's always fun because I work for Libsyn. So people go, oh, you say Libsyn because you work for Libsyn. It's like, well, no, I've actually been saying that for about 10 years. But uh, we're going to answer that on the School of Podcasting this week. We're going to be talking about how did you choose your co-host? And we're going to talk about uh, the pros and cons of that. So uh, stick around. We do have some post-show coming right up. And uh, thanks to everyone for uh, sticking around. We're here every Saturday. It was a horrible talk up.